Coming at you from Scratchable Studio, it's time again to rage across the internet, your very favorite Werewolf the Apocalypse podcast. As always, I'm your host, Porter. To my left, the man with the face of a thousand ghosts, Mr. Daniel Tyson. Hey, everybody. Across from me, the sawiest of the saw pigs, Mr. Tommy Dixon. How's it going? How are we doing, gentlemen? Great. It's recording day. It is recording day. You can tell, because we're in front of the microphones. Yes. I'm in front of one? Yes. I thought this was just a contraption. Open, you open your eyes. No. A microphone. I don't want to see what's in front of me. Gross. Well, usually usually the mic's behind him because it's set so far up his ass. But today... <laughs> hey Oh. <Ooh. laughs> that was pretty good, actually. Hey, put a bow on that for me. Hot dog down a hallway, right? <laughs> <laughs> Oof. All right. Yikes. Yikes is right. Hey, you never have to worry about parking. <laughs> No ah. free parking here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So off to Ooh. a good start. Three oh. doubles go directly to jail. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Let's, uh, oh, yep. <laughs> off the rails already. Got it. Oh, I love it. That's good. Having some fun. <laughs> Always. So, hey, a uh, little business today. Sure. Because, you know, we've been, um, Neglecting it? Yeah, a little bit. Well, we had some good entertainment. Oh, no, yeah. It we was were, heavy. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, had to jump into it. You know, like, hell, that last, um, I think our last recording session, we ran out of time. Yeah, unfortunately. You know, you guys have heard that episode already. That, that, that was way in the past now. <laughs> a couple weeks ago. <laughs> it, yeah, for us, it's been quite a few weeks, but it was our last recording session. We had some stuff that was kind of out of order, but time-wise and all that crap. We're going to get back to it, though. Oh, yeah. We ain't gonna, can't stop, won't stop. Might stop. But, uh, <laughs> eh, maybe. But, you know, a couple announcements first. I mean, the usual stuff. But first, but I want to say first before I forget, because, mm-hmm. you know, I've been forgetting for weeks now. <laughs> Oops. Right. You know, we, we talk about supporting the show. Uh, we talk about our Ko-Fi. Links at the website. Links at the... It's places. It's show notes. Look at them up. Yeah. It's crazy. But, you know, we got the gaming team. Yeah. And, and I keep forgetting to talk about this. I, I have um, I have two people uh, on my Steam that have sent me friend requests. Okay. And and I haven't responded to them because I don't know who they are. See, here's the thing: is I only friend people on the gaming team on Steam, which makes sense. Yeah. I mean, this is one of the rewards. If someone just randomly sends you a request and we don't know who it is, I mean, not only you but me as well, Tom as well. Mm-hmm. If you are one of those people, let us know. And and for future, if you're in the game team or you want to join the game team or whatever. Hit us up, let us know who you are so we can confirm those friend requests because I, I don't friend random people, it's just for you guys. And like, I feel bad if there's two people waiting going, well, I'm part, I want to be part of this game team, but... But you don't know who it is. I don't know who it is. So I don't want to say the names for the same reason. And I was going to say, so at that point, don't say who it is because... Yeah, like if you've got the pending thing and you're like, what the hell, Porter? Well, now you know what the hell, Porter. Completely understandable. And again, those tiers... You guys are paying for this right, essentially, and, and well, it's we a gift appreciate for the donation it. because yes. the, the technicality on that's very important. Uh, good point. <laughs> I, I, then I rephrase and say the gift for your donations that's for you to show our appreciation for it. So, yeah, we just uh, want to know who it is. Yeah, so we can properly thank you and bring you in the game team. Yeah. Also, we had discussed. So let's not pretend like it's a surprise, right? That the Guilty Bundle is going to return to that store. The special Christmas price will not return. 
But we're going to bring the Guilty Bundle back. At, um, we're still going to keep it about 10% off. Something like that. But mm-hmm. the, the special Christmas prices, that's a thing of the past. Maybe a thing of the future, I don't know, but right now. Yeah, maybe we'll do it again. And we decided to bring that back. We've had some interest in it, and holidays suck for money. Everyone knows that. So if it's something you're still interested in, hit us up, let us know. Yeah, we got a couple requests, and we talked about it, and so yeah. Well, we did the thing with the store, too, remember? When it was... Microsoft which store. still exists. Yes, yes. That, is, that is a good point. That, it does exist. So first purchase on our store will get you the 10% discount code. Hit us on the Discord because that discount code is, is in the discount. Yes. Or in the store. My apologies. <laughs> it's in the Discord. To, yes, it is yes. pinned to the Discord. Right. It's in the assembly chat area. It's pinned to the top. That's right. where you'll find it. You get that promo code. 10% off. It's a one-time purchase. It doesn't have to be your first purchase, but it's a one-time thing. Yeah. Fair. I mean, it would make more sense if it was the first time, but... Well, it's up to them, though. That's true, yeah. Whatever you, you want to do. You you know, doing a bigger purchase later, use the code on that one. Should by the time this airs, yeah, there'll be some new stuff in there. I, I promised, so... <laughs> <laughs> I, I did promise. At this point, it's like it's every few weeks we got something new. Or at least we're looking into. We could say looking into, because that doesn't revolve, involve results. <laughs> Hey, we also take suggestions because there's some kick-ass sneakers out there. How about that shit? Like someone might be wearing them right now. Thanks, Reese. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. It's crazy. I love it. I've been looking into the dice thing again. We talked about that before. And there, there has been talks. I know we have a friend who has brought up interest yeah, kind of around that. Behind the scenes, we're, we're coming up with something. So yeah, we're working on it. That's what I mean. We're we're looking into it again. But yeah, you know, we do we do take requests. If if it's something we can make, we can make. You know, there are products that only exist because people say, "Hey, I would like this." And again, our AI sneakers. You know, we love it, and thank you for that. By the way, you know, we appreciate all that support. And of course, again, the Ko-Fi, you can support us there. You can do one-time donations if you want, or you can join some of our membership tiers. We got the four tiers. You know, bronze to moon silver. What up? And if that's not your thing, hey, we understand. But we would appreciate you spreading the word because the more people that hear this show, just the better the world is. It helps the show. It helps the person. They can fall in love with Werewolf or they can find out, a, you know, some advice. Just be like, you, you know, you listen. So help us out. Spread the word. Spread the love. Likes, shares, reviews. I know we haven't said that in a long time. But billboards. Like... <laughs> billboards? <laughs> yeah, you want to put a billboard up? Go ahead. Yep. Full permission. You can do it. There's a will, there's a way. <laughs> Ridge across the internet. Dot com. Dot com. Dot com. All right, guys, what do you say we get to it? Yeah. So today, mm-hmm. we're doing something we haven't done in a while. It's a while. It has been a long time. Uh, you know, we, we have always put out the call to if you have suggestions or ideas for shows. Mm-hmm. And you, we always listen. We don't always follow them. We don't always know if we can make a show out of a thing, but we always listen, and there's always the background. And we haven't asked for a while. But I, I did recently for season three, right. and we got some suggestions. <laughs> we got a list. At the end of season two, we had a lot of stuff to cover, so it was kind of it got put on the back burner. That's true. So stuff came in. Junk drawer, everybody. Junk drawer three? Is it three? Maybe four? Don't quote us on the number. Junk drawer X5. Either way, it's time for another Junk Drawer Diaries. Yeah. So we got a couple questions, a couple talking points in here, and uh, Danny, take it away. All right. DJ Danny T. First question. <laughs> Coming in from who? Oh, Aegis. Aegisandro. Right. Yep. He sent a pretty significant list. So we yes. To... Yeah, he, he gave us a big laundry list. And we're going we're gonna to try to hit some of those. Yeah, Aegis, thank you for that. Definitely appreciate it. Going to take a handful of those and see what we can get out of those first. 
How do you handle the big names in the canon, and how do you use them? Heroes and villains of all the lore. I can start and say that if it wasn't for the podcast, I wouldn't know probably 99% of some of these meta characters. Mm-hmm. So when we were playing our games, if Porter's bringing like a meta character in from the lore, at first, I had no clue if they were a meta character or not, or something he just made up on his own. I mean, no, I totally get that. There, there is one he put a bow on, though, made sure we knew who it was. Yeah, I was hoping you'd bring that up, because I should have saw it then, and it was probably because of not knowing the game yet. Mm-hmm. But he would show the significance of the character, he would bring up how other people are treating them. You'd get all that background information. Who are we talking about? Yeah, it was Vic Stryker. Okay. Oh, well, okay. okay. There's Vic Stryker. I was also thinking um, True Silver Hills, The Children of Gaia. Stryker's before that. Yeah, I... Chronologically, in our games, yes, I agree. Well, that's what I'm saying. The first one he gave us, he put a bow on it, and that was Vic Stryker. And that was the first one I didn't realize was a meta character. He told us it was. After the fact. In-game, I didn't realize it. Again, it wasn't until this podcast that I started seeing some of these names. Well, you know, you know and it's funny. Actually, no, the first one's Mother of Larissa. I was going to say, <laughs> is the, yeah, the first, first came Larissa and Fengi. Yes. And maybe when I'm saying that some of the... Uh, interactions and stuff were happening. Maybe Fengi not so much, but Mother Larissa I should have picked up, but I didn't at the time. I never did. Again, we didn't read the books. Right. Yeah. We've we've evolved. We've come a long way. But like I think to myself, absolutely a hundred percent would it be true silver heels. Well you know what's funny is because some of these that we're bringing up some of these names that you guys are dropping, I, I had certain things in my mind that I wanted to do for them. Okay. Um, I mean Fengi, Fengi's easy. Because sure. he's, he's like an eight-year-old in a sugar high. You know, and I like Shaky Mac because he's just a miserable fucking bastard all the time. So he's just <laughs> shitty and mean, and that's enough. The rage card's pretty good, too. All right. And speaking of rage card, I mean, we transition to Larissa. Mm-hmm. Because I love that rage card art so much. <laughs> and I get so upset whenever I see her drawn any other way. Because that rage card, she looks like the witch that threw oh Hansel and Gretel in the she oven. Does. Yep. And I love it. And then, like, they make her more realistic, like, in W20. And you don't recognize her. You're like, who's this old bitch? And it's, no, that's supposed to be Mother Larissa. And I'm so bummed out that she doesn't have, like, the pointed nose and the mole. And the giant mole with the yeah. hair off of yeah. it. Yeah. Like, I love that aesthetic so hard. It's a good rage card, too. <laughs> but, like, I, I, like I said, I see it now. And, and because we've evolved and because of the podcast and us reading all the fucking time and... I should have picked this up before. When you're seeing some of the interactions between the other NPCs and this character, insert meta character here, depending on how important they are. Well, yeah, and it, it depends on how important they are because, you know, Fengi is now Larissa. Right. Big Striker, I've always liked Big Striker. And, like, uh, how I approached, how I wanted to approach him was I, I thought about uh, Dr. Loomis for the Halloween franchise. I can't say anything about it because I've never watched them. I'm not a scary movie guy. Yeah, but... we, we're, we're going to help Danny at some point. But, <laughs> if you know, he doesn't crap his pants watching him. Oh, well, Halloween, you're going to be scared of Halloween. He gets scared of mice. Yeah, but we're talking the classic original Halloween. There's nothing scary about that movie today. There really isn't. But, you know, I think about Donald Pleasance in that role. You know, because he had Vic Strike, you know, he, he did all these amazing things. He loses the wolf, he goes to New England, he becomes this private detective kind of thing. And I just see Donald Pleasance with the cane and everything and the trench coat. and that, that was, it. Yeah, it was is my that, inspiration. So is that like just something you see and you know he's been through some shit? Oh, he's totally been through some shit. I mean, he's in the back of the Strider's book. 
No, I'm, oh, even okay. near the representation you're using of Doctor Doctor Loomis, there you, sure, go. you can just see him and know that guy's been through some shit. Yeah, but if you watch the franchise, you've seen the shit he's been through. That's also That's fair. fair. <laughs> <laughs> but that's just the image I had in my head, and that was kind of the feeling I wanted to have for him. Okay. You know, at the same time, you know, I've done Gogol in previous iterations, and I, and I loved playing Gogol. I, I was kind of inspired by um, General Mathis and Generation Kill. I mean, of course, General Mathis is a real human being, mm-hmm. but I'm talking about the portrayal the actor had of him. Okay. You know, there was this particular scene in the series Generation Kill where he's sitting around with some of his, you know, higher-level subordinates, and he's smelling his hat. He's like, something about this new Kevlar. I don't know if it's the Kevlar or if it's my hat. The helmet smells like shit. It was just like a small moment before he was the guy in charge again. Just a, you know, like a little throwaway scene, but I loved it. So, like, I had this vision when I played Gogol, is you had everyone at Camp Apocalypse, got the little war room set up, and, you know, you have all these alphas, and they're all waiting for him to show up, and he shows up, and, um, you know, everyone sits down, and then you got this one green alpha. He's been here two weeks, maybe. He stands up and salutes. And Gogol just kind of chuckles, he goes, sit down. He's so <laughs> amused that the kid would jump up and salute. It was just a little detail, where it's like, no, Gogol ain't got time for that shit. Yeah, I know <laughs> what you mean. That's hilarious. It's cute that you did it, kids. Sit down. I appreciate the sentiment, but we got bigger fucking things to worry about right now. Right. Where, on the other hand, someone like the Margrave, who I haven't been able to do in years, <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I've written a couple scenes with the Margrave in it, and, and how I've handled him was always extremely cordial. Until a point? Well, I, I've never had anyone cross that point. Okay. But, but expectant? Mmm. It's very Margrave. And in the scene, I, the one of the scenes I wrote is he actually showed up for the Silent Howl Pack. He showed up in their apartment. He was waiting for them when they got home. Oh, bullshit. <laughs> what did you do? Yeah, the <laughs> fucking Margrave's waiting for you. Oh, he had, a, he had an offer for them. But it was, oh, you know, gentlemen, it's finally, you know, to see the, uh, the renowned Silent Howl Pack. Doubtless you're on your way to make me a drink. <laughs> you know, extend your proper hospitalities. I am in your home, after all. Unannounced, but sure. <laughs> Still... Yeah, I mean, I'm going to do it. Doesn't mean I'm happy about it. Cordial and friendly, and you will treat me as my station. And I'm expecting that already, and you're late. To your own house. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't say it out loud, but I definitely think it. How about that? Prick. But, you know, I think we know with that question, it's, you know, who is is the medic? Because there's so many medic characters. Uh I mean, there's the big names. Right. There's And then there's the, the little names, and I don't... I don't want to slag any, any character off, because there's a lot of great characters. I mean, mm-hmm. thumb your way through Warriors of the Apocalypse. And I mean, it's, it's just a list of the first run of Rage cards. But all those characters are laid out, you know, and I think that's great. But for the bigger ones, you know, I think it's how you, you have a vision of how you want to handle them. Certainly there are role-playing notes and there are the backgrounds to help inform. Right. But with these larger-than-life personas, like I steer away from Albrecht in the first place. I'm not a huge fan of them. I get it. You have your reasonings, and it's perfectly understandable. Yeah, you know, in our games, Morning Kill's still in charge. He's not dead yet. We'll get to it. If we live long enough. Right. You know, I, I, don't, I don't think you should marry those huge meta characters to your individual packs. No, because the game's not about them. It right. takes a spotlight away. Exactly. Um, you know, I've heard people say, like, well, I don't care about what Elbrick's doing. Well, then that's fine. Let that, that stuff still happen in the world, because that can inform stuff, for example, again, with Morning Kill. At some point, Morning Kill's going to die. Right, we know that. And that is going to change shit right. for other characters, for NPCs mm-hmm. that aren't meta characters that you guys know. It's going to impact the nation, at least in the Americas, at least in that, at the very least in that area, in that protectorate. Correct. Things are going to get handled differently in the nation because of it, so. Exactly. Like, you don't have to get wrapped up in all that silver crown business. It's going on in the background, fine. 
but other shit is going on because of it. Suddenly there's a power vacuum for a couple weeks. Maybe this Sept of Silver Fangs, for example, does a power play and wants to take some other territory now that there's no one to tell him no. No, it makes sense. And it only helps and builds on when you keep saying that the game's about us, it doesn't revolve around us. Yes. The world's always spinning. Yep. There's always shit going on in that shit. Even if it doesn't directly affect you guys, could affect something that does affect you guys. Right. Now, as far as the villains... You know, I mean, let, let's face it, the, the, biggest, the biggest name here is Zizek, mm-hmm. which is a name that had come up again. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and, and again, I think don't, generally don't use her. She's a dangerous stone. You're going to kill off the characters. Yeah. The only reason you'd be using her is kind of to end things. Yeah, you know, make her a background character. If you're running an apocalypse game, certainly use her. Sure. She's but, too strong. If yeah. you're going to make your pack go against her, and then you kill her, and then what? You have nothing left. But, I mean, realistically, they wouldn't. So have her a voice in the background. Um, you know, Zizek sent us. Or this pack of spirals your group took out had a message that was supposed to be delivered to her. Or, you know, something that doesn't involve direct contact because direct contact is a bad idea. I can see, especially with the bigger names of the, the villains, that's more of the world revolving and shit's happening in the background. And Yeah, that's, it, it's too big for you. All right, well then, next question. What are your favorite characters, and why? Obviously, Zylo. Zylo kills the foe, runs the heart of the Haybringer. Yes. <laughs> it's one of mine. Yes, it is one of yours. Because I just love the way you played him. Yeah, give, give the why for everybody. I don't know if I want to give away too much. Yeah, I was going to say, careful, because this is a Yeah, uh, that's, a that's the problem. Stuff. It's going to be coming up soon in the Postmortals. <laughs> Soonish. <laughs> the Vanguard Pack, all our elders. I love all of them. They're all so fleshed out so well. They all have their own personalities, and we've grown into them. They have respect for us as a pack, and it's just being around them so much is going to love those characters because we see them day to day and watch them grow. I'm going to agree with you on that one because it's watching us, especially doing the postmortem series. Mm-hmm. We watch ourselves grow and evolve, and then at the same time as we're doing the series, we look back and we can see how the elders are slowly slowly, I'll make that very clear, gaining that respect for us as members of the nation. What about those characters make them your favorite? I mean, you could talk about a character's personality or those things mm-hmm. without giving away major plot points. I think the differences in how major they are between the entire pack themselves, yet how they can still stay together as a pack. They are all so different. Well, yeah. <laughs> all of them. <laughs> the- the different tribes make it a lot different for them. Yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll look at the, uh, the Thurge get a Fenris as the Jarl, as Zylo. The, the second in command, the Philodox Octena, Kasai Moonwalker. Huge differences between the two. It's almost she's more of a badass than he is. Almost. Uh, it depends on the situation. No, no. On situa- I would give Kasai the upper hand. I would. Again, I would... Depending on situation, she is way more intimidating mentally than Zylo. Physically, Zylo is <laughs> intimidating. Get, I mean, well, get <laughs> seven foot tall, giant. Yeah, mentally, she's the most intimidating one in the game to me. Which he's a thirst too. So it's just like come on. <laughs> that's what. I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, but that paints that picture for those two right there, the the two biggest in the sept, mm-hmm. and they're. Vastly different, but we respect the hell out of each of them. 
as well as we should. It's the Vanguard pack, and then the. I mean, I, mean, I know no, there's, elders there's that, are, but I'm just. Yes. I, of course, there's that aspect of the game. You have to respect your elders, but I'm talking personally. Mm-hmm. I'm taking Ghost out of this right now. Me, I respect the hell out of them. I agree. I'm I'm with you on that one. Like I'm not even talking my character. I'm talking just me. Uh, and then, other than the elders, I'll go with Jude Thunderfury. And I am I'm not shocked. <laughs> you said that one over the other one. <laughs> what Whiplash? Whiplash? Of course, Whiplash. Is just that was the next word. I, I know it was. I'm just it's, shocked that it's Jude was Jude, first. <clears throat> it's Jude, Whiplash, and Sackman Remaker. And a lot of it has to do with. Those three have been there since the very beginning. In game, they're like all so hard on us, yeah. especially Whiplash. Yes, but I look up to all three of them. I don't say I look, don't look up to them. I do. But that, and they've been there since the beginning. So Ghost yeah, has problems with all three. Of them. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, he does. But I think at the same time, I respect those three more than anyone else, excluding the elders. I was about to say, wait, <laughs> no, because we, we just made our point for the elders, but. See, and obviously one of mine is the kinfolk. Okay. Even, why can't I think of his name right now? Holy crap. Andrew Bookman. Yeah, Andrew Bookman. One of my favorite NPCs. And he's just a kinfolk. But right from Jump Street. Yeah, I was tied right into that guy. No, I respect him. He's not one of my favorites, but I respect the shit out of him, yeah. I respect him because of everything he's doing for that sept. As a kinfolk. I mean, his background. I mean, it's just because of his background. Everything that he's, what's the word? Sacrifice, sacrifice, yeah. Let go, sacrifice, perfect. Everything yeah. he sacrificed in his life just to protect the set. Mad respect to that guy. I agree. That's that's why I love him. <laughs> you don't hear that much out of kinfolk. You really no, don't. No, you don't. That's true. It's difficult, but there are so many of these characters, though. It's it's difficult to do. And, and, and we it's made not it. just elders, Dox and Dooley. Those two <laughs> fucking love them. <laughs> I think that's more of a maybe an entertainment kind of thing. No, I, they're they're good characters too. They're fleshed out well. There's not a character in their entire story that we can't think of that's fleshed, that's not fleshed out. Oh, I can think of a couple. I um, mean, I did lose one of my favorites early on, Bangarang, but... He's, he's up there in my list, too, though. And that's the thing. These are all personal. Yes. These, these are not meta characters. It's, yeah. It's just proving that, that Porter's done a great job at... These could be meta characters. They're wit- written so well that they could be a meta character in a book. Well, you know, thank you for that. You yeah, know. I'll say that... Some of these characters and the descriptions and the backgrounds and the histories of them all are better than some of the meta characters that we've seen in like the tribal books, the backs of the tribal books. But I mean, that's also where you go. You take the meta characters, and if you are going to use them, like the lower end meta characters, mm-hmm. not the high end ones, not the rank six. Yeah, well, I'm talking the lower guys. Yeah, absolutely. if you take those, you can breathe life into them, give them more backstory, give them more personality, whatever tickles your fancy. No, definitely. And I mean, for my money, and again, I'm just sticking to the meta stuff because yeah, I don't because, <laughs> feel great about... <laughs> We're shilly enough for you kind of thing? Yeah, I, I guess. Yeah. You know, it just it doesn't feel right coming out of my mouth. You know, my stuff. You know, <laughs> you know I, I love... Choose the best character ever. Done. Like, I mean, End yeah, of I, show. I wouldn't... I, you know, like, I love Bjorn Blood from Stone. Okay. That, that image of that, that huge fucking arm. <laughs> you know, and the idea that he's, he's so... Um, I mean, he's, he's more gentle than you'd expect. You know, the time he spends in the Umbra, I, I love that. You know, I love, again, Shaky Mac is that cantankerous fuck that is just, <laughs> he is going to cause trouble. And, like, you're going to get in his orbit, and it's not going to be a good time. You know, or uh, Teeth of Titanium. That's a cool one. That card. Holy shit. Yeah, that's a cool card. That's a cool card. That, you know, that, Glasswalker, right? 
Yeah. Yeah, okay. It was well, a, I mean, come on. <laughs> but he was originally Bloody Teeth of the Red Talons, who got captured. Oh, see, I didn't know that. Yeah, and experimented on by the technocracy. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but I don't know a whole lot about Mage. Fair. So they experimented on him, you know, made him like the cyber werewolf mm-hmm. guy that he is, and he tried to go back to his tribe, and they tried to kill him. Because. Assuredly so. Why are you a robot? And so, of course, the Glass Walkers take him in. You know, like, I love Mamu, that he's a fucking, you know, of the Red Talons, who's just this crazy fucking loose cannon down in Australia just causing trouble, and that the, the implication when you get near um, the end of the cannon, you know, going to revise, is that, like, he probably fell to the worm and is wandering the outback murdering people. Holy shit, I didn't know that. I never read up on Mamu, so. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of really cool meta characters. He's just, Jackie Gecko. There's no reason for me to like, I don't have, I just have always liked Jackie Gecko. It's the name. It, it's the name. It's the rage card. Yeah. It, it, that's it. That's the, the name rolls so well off the tongue. It really does. Let's maybe even, how about like the villain stuff too? Well, I mean, I'm not a huge fan of Jai Jack. Okay. But, um. Uh, well, those some of the lower Yeah, no, I was about to go. How about the board of directors? There's, uh, well, four, wait. Okay, okay. Damn it. <laughs> There's uh, Old One-Eye, who, unless I have, my fucking, my brain has addled. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it does these fucking, we're going to use the word experiments, with parts and shit. Okay. You know, like living in this junk heap, just doing unsavory <laughs> shit. There's a level of creep. Hunts in the night. Yeah, I think you're a big fan of that one. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the, the pure white black spiral dancer that is such a fucking legend that the cubs in the, in the hives take turns playing Hunts in the Night. <laughs> oh, wow. That's fucking I need to read cool. up on my villains. Yeah. Because I don't know any villain meta characters. I just remember, like, being a kid and, like, oh, I, I'm... Yeah, you're like, I'm Donatello. Yeah, I'm, I'm Donatello. And... No, I'm Donatello. Right. It's like, <laughs> no, I'm Hunts in the Night. Right. <laughs> Shit. You know, yeah, though, the, the board of directors, there's a place for them, too. I, I've always been a fan of uh, Chase Lamont. Okay. In, in, a, in a way that, like, I, I kind of want to hit him with my car. And, and then uh, Catch and Dubois, who I, I love the fact that she can't lie. That's, that's what I was thinking of. I was like, I couldn't remember her name. Yeah. yeah. And she, I think she's my favorite on the board. And she, and she shouldn't fucking be there. <laughs> it, it, she's got, but she, and she's got so much screen time, you know, quote unquote, mm-hmm. you know, in second edition, which is great. Like, I appreciate that. Some, some of the board changes kind of bug me. Just because it's so frequent mm-hmm. that you don't have enough time to, to really... To get to use them, to right, get like, used to them. Right, like Benjamin rushing is there, great. But then, like, here's this guy in the next edition, he's gone, and then his replacement's been gone in the next edition, and it's like, fuck, come on. Give me some time with them. Right. You know, well, Enzo Giovanni, where is he? He, he died, and then he fucked off, and he unfucked off. and he unfucked off. I don't know. I'm going to ask. Yeah, I don't know. It's just it's what happens. We did the, the Pentex episode way back. Yeah, the big P. The big P. Parts one and two. And we talked about the board of directors. We certainly took that title seriously. <laughs> no jokes were made. None. None. Whatsoever. None I just remember how big of a deal the board of directors were for you and what was the, the HR chick's name? I don't remember her name. Catherine, which Catherine Dubois. Okay, I can't even repeat it. I'm sorry. But you'd look at that and you're like, why the hell is she here? And then she's such a big deal. And it was it's cool to see. Yeah, no, I, I'm with you. I, I think that she was a great addition, and I think it's a great... I think the character is a great in. Mm-hmm. In terms of if you're going to attack her, you know, go after Pentax, if you can get 
if you can get to her. Oh, okay. You know, because again, she can't lie. It's part of the deal. I think we've hovered on meta long enough. Yeah. yeah a little bit. All right. Then the uh, next question we have, what do you think about dedicated clothing and items? Where's the line between flavor and breaking the game? Well, you know, um, here's, I think here's the thing about that is you can flip through any fucking world book you want to. Mm-hmm. All right. And you're going to see a handful of things. You're going to see proper Krinos, Stark raving naked Garu, or some with some minor armaments. Yeah. You know, like a ghost shirt or some bracers or something. You're going to see fully clothed Garu, or like a nice sweater vest or, you know, like a hoodie or something. <laughs> you see those every now and then. You're, you're going to oddly see Krinos with, with, with breasts, which, no, that's inaccurate. But, but I'm going to focus on the first two. For me, I, I don't think there's a proper answer to that in terms of what, which is correct, and I'm using the air quotes there. You look at um, that beautiful character art that uh, we got from, from Mr. Paul Way of our characters, and like you see that, that jacket that Danny's character Jaeger has. And if Danny wants that jacket to be there when he's in Krynos to like shift up with him aesthetically, that's fine. It's not the choice I would have made, but it's not going to like grant any extra armor or anything. It's, but if that's the, the aesthetic choice that in his head he wants because he likes the look of that, there's not a problem with that to, to me. As long as it's aesthetically the reason, then yeah. fine. I, no, I it get wouldn't it. break the game either. No, certainly not. Dedicate whatever you want, really. That's how the right works. <laughs> it's true. And I mean, there is the, the renown hit for dedicating too many bullshit items. <laughs> and, and I think there's the point there where maybe there should be a penalization. And what I'm saying there is, like, clothing is one thing. Uh, and we're, we're just for shits and grins, we're going to take, like, body armor off the table right now. Because that would break the game. But, you know, like, if you're like, oh, yeah, I got this charm strap with, like, a fucking wind chime, clearly that's going to make some noise. Yeah, we're going to penalize you for that. You keep, you keep the fucking wind chime off your back. Yeah, people can hear you. Or dedicate some earrings that could be pulled when you're in Krynos. damage to you, I mean... Stuff that you shouldn't. Right, and I like I, I don't think I would hand out damage for someone pulling out a earring that's for some reason still there in Krynos, but I, I think I might maybe hit them with a rage point, like if someone pulled it. Oh. Because, I mean, like, at that point, unless they're silver earrings, in which case, what the fuck's wrong with you? You know, it's it's essentially a paper cut in terms of severity of the wound. Mm-hmm. So I don't hand damage for that, but maybe a rage point, because how pissed are you? Oh, very Like, it still hurts, and now you're mad because your fucking earring's gone. But yeah, I think aesthetically... Ooh, pull the ear and gouge the eye. by eye. What the hell? It's healing one thing first, not the other. Put a chain through all the piercings and just pull it. Ow! Ooh, yeah, if you dedicated a necklace, ooh, can hang you from it. I can I'm see sure. if some of those items might be fetishes, though. Sure. And then, I mean, that's that's when you get, obviously, into, like, you know, gnosis by cost and all that shit. Right. That's, I mean, there's different. rules for yeah. that. I think that's getting a little different there. That's fetishes. Right. As long as it's an aesthetic thing, it's not like, hey, my beanie gives me plus two soak. No, it doesn't. It's made of fucking cotton. If you want it to grow with you and be a credence with a beanie, that's cool. But it's not giving you anything. I'm trying to picture that now. <laughs> Just a weird. Right? Is he a wet bandit? See, now he's getting the fingerless gloves, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. You have to have the whole ensemble now. Right? Oh, boy. question is, you go Pesci or Stern? Oh, Pesci. Pesci. Yeah, Pesci. You have Absolutely to. Pesci. <laughs> Undeniable at that point. And again, if I'm going Pesci, I'm going Goodfellas. 
I'm funny with you? I'm funny? What's funny about me? I'm a clown. I'm here to amuse you? Yeah. Goodfellas Pesci. That's the best Pesci. Right? Oh, maybe, maybe his rap career. Look that up, people. That's hilarious. Yes, that exists. I forgot about that. I did not know that existed. He, I swear it exists. <laughs> he put out a rap album as my cousin Vinny. Really? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm looking this up later. <laughs> and, and it's like a cross between the My Cousin Vinny character and the Goodfellas yeah, I was character. Say, and the Goodfellas one, yeah. It's like, it's My Cousin Vinny, but if he was a mobster. It's it's a fever dream, and you've got to see it. <laughs> it yeah. Because he's, he's so happy not, that exists in the world. He's not playing it for laughs. He, he means it. I'm happy that exists in the world. I'm totally looking that up later. Oh, my God. But we'll pull up a video after we get done recording. It's crazy. It's like, what the hell? <laughs> You'd think it's a joke. Someone, nope. So we went through that. Yeah. I, if we brought body armor back on the table, obviously that's where you get to breaking the game. Yeah. I mean, maybe just be careful of it so you don't break the game? I mean, you, you're going to dedicate some body armor, but then again, that just takes any Pentex or anybody that has silver bullets out of the equation. Now you have body armor. Well, and I, I think it depends on how, how it's done. That's what I mean. Just be careful doing it. If it's a fetish... If, if we're paying our due diligence... Mm-hmm. Fetish is a different story. I'm just talking right. about dedicating like, a piece of body armor. I'm, I'm taking the question literal. No, I get you. And I, what I mean, if, if we're... Um, that's not a thing we should play fast and loose with. I mean, again, that's where you, uh, if, if we're crossing our T's and dotting our lowercase J's, then keep it to the letter, okay. I mean, obviously, if it comes to balance issues as a storyteller, you have the power to make adjustments on the fly... So if you see there's that issue, that there's a problem, well then tweak it a little for now, and then when the game's over, go over and address it. We've done that. Absolutely. Yeah. I am notoriously terrible at statting out veins. <laughs> I have to adjust half of them on the fly. Oh, yeah. So either we, too we, strong or too weak. Yeah, both my fetishes we adjust on the fly. Yeah. Well, I was just thinking when he said veins, because we had a, a fight where it's like, we just did a shit ton of damage, and he wasn't even half dead yet. You just you just misstatted him. Oh, yeah, no, point. I did. I just, I fucked up on this. I remember that because I think he hit someone for 36 damage. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, and I went, well, that's incorrect. <laughs> yeah, he hit us for 36, and we just and we already had our three turns kind of thing. We just got lucky that we all three went first, and he went last. We did, like, probably between the three of us, I think, like, 13, 14. He Something. was half dead, and then he killed one of us in one hit. Yeah, 30, it was, yeah, it was like 36. He killed eight. us three times. Oh, and I'm like, well, I'm just going to take 30 <laughs> off of that, and we're going to call it six. Roll your soak. <laughs> I'm not even going to. We're just going to remove How a decimal How do you have point. enough dice? I had to use some Indian barrel ground dice. Yep. Oh, boy. And Usually when that rolls. happens, that's a bad, something bad. Yeah, I, I realized <laughs> I made a mistake. A third dice pool. Yeah, he had to roll, like, multiple times for the one turn. I, I made a mistake, and we, I mean, I fixed it. I wasn't yeah. going to let that stand. Congratulations, give me your sheet. Yeah. <laughs> right. I'm going to put a gold star in it for putting up with this misstated bullshit. Here you go. <laughs> he respawns later. <laughs> Lightning hit him, and he, he's smaller now. He's still strong as fuck, but... <laughs> Thanks, Grandfather Thunder. Yeah, right. All right, so then there's the dedicated clothing and items and again be careful if you're doing special don't fetishes. get fast and loose right and again if it's only aesthetic i don't see the harm yeah there's no problem if it's aesthetic but once you get into the the armor and the fetish stuff just keep it careful yeah play careful okay 
What do you do about absent players for your games? Kill them. <laughs> <laughs> You're not here to say no. <laughs> That's a thing. Yeah, because we have some uh, experience with that part, but how far do we go into it? I mean, I, is he saying absent as in, like, they just missed this day? Like, that chapter that day? Or they miss... We can talk about all both. All of it. Yeah, we'll talk about both. We'll talk about both of them. I won't run without a full house. That's always been my thing. If someone doesn't show, we don't play. Right. I remember where that happened. What happened when COVID hit? Well, that's a different story. We had a... We'll go with a couple times someone wasn't going to be there that day. And instead of playing without them, we did some speculation. One off. That can happen. We did we do one off that day? I don't know if we did, but that's something that can happen. You know, when we talk about one-offs, that's something I've done, or at least offered, mm-hmm. forever. And it's the idea of something that has happened between stories or while something else was going on. Behind the scenes. Kind yeah, of behind stuff. the scenes thing. It's, it's for character building. It's for just a role-playing opportunity. My rule has always been, you can't move the plot forward in those. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah, because I, I, I did it. It was... I've done it, too. Yeah. Something behind the scenes that was happening that we got to play out. I remember yours, you got to talk to your grandfather for a little mm-hmm. bit. Me, I was asking advice on how to be a better leader. Yep. So who to go to and who to talk to kind of thing. And that was all character you took that to heart. And, and I mean, it can be other stuff, too. <laughs> Did you say heart or hard? I, we'll see. Go for it. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> you know, I, I know in Virginia games, we, we'd call it overtime also. Okay. That was a thing as, you know... I'd be done with this. the story's over, but they're not done role playing. Yeah. So we'll do overtime, and you would get shit like uh, the the rule is you can't leave the sept. But sometimes we would bend that rule, like you know we're gonna go to Applebee's. Fine, you're not running into Jack at Applebee's. You know, there's no combat. We're not rolling dice. But you know, mm-hmm. like uh, I remember there was the story where Shrouded Claw taught Vidoma Amen how to drive. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. I mean, she's, a good way to explain the dots and drive. Right. She's, she's never driven a car before, so help me learn how to drive a car, or I want to learn to drive stick. This is where she can learn. It's manual, but sure. Thank you, Henry Ford. I get it. It's, it yeah. helps with character development. Yeah, you know, you, you put a point in, you know, you want to learn pickpocketing, and you've got that point in larceny. Well, well here, this is how, this is where you learned it. You're, you're walking Times Square, trying to grift uh, tourists. That's a cool idea. Just little stuff. That you can do that as a group and do little, maybe little vignettes with them when someone doesn't show. But I'm not moving the plot if, if we're missing someone. Mm-hmm. There's been a couple times, not many, where people have just not shown. Mm-hmm. It's rare, but it does happen. And it sucks for the rest, of the rest of the team. But at the same time, it is a team. Yes. You know, if something comes up, something comes up. If something comes up 11th hour, emergencies happen. But... I just remember we played and... Someone wasn't going to be there that day, so we kind of played catch-up. Like, hey, so, you know what? Since we can't play, we're not moving the plot forward. Let's just discuss on what has happened so far and see what we can come up with and any ideas that maybe you missed or that I missed, and then we didn't yeah, think about it. Yeah, that was a fun time. day, actually. We went through, like, five, six chapters worth of material and just reviewed it, refreshed it, and talked about it. That's true, and that worked really well for you guys because... The chronicle you guys were on, there was a mystery involved. Mm-hmm. So it was a great chance for you guys to put your heads together and go, okay, what's at the bottom of this shit? Right. Well, that was, we had a hiatus too. So, yes. It was our yeah. first game back after like Very five, important. six months. Yeah, that was, right. that was cool. And then all of a sudden, that other person couldn't be there. 
So it's okay, what do we do? Well, we need to discuss what's mm-hmm. going on. Yep. It wasn't fresh in our minds anymore. So that's probably something at least that I recommend. The one-offs are a cool idea. Again, don't move your plot forward. Have a character build for sure. Absolutely. Breathe more life into that character. Because that shit's important. Obviously, that breathes more life into whatever NPCs they're reacting to. Right? You can, yeah, you can forge greater bonds or maybe some rivalries with NPCs during that time. Right. You know, develop those character bonds. You know, I think one of the beauties, uh, beautiful things about Werewolf, and I mean, this is role playing in general, is is that you, you really do get out what you put in. Oh, by far. If you just show up and go, well, here's my dots on a sheet and I'm ready to go. Look, maybe you're going to have fun, and congratulations if you do, but you're getting like the bare bones out of it. But when you put that life and that effort into that character, when you can separate them and go, well, what would this guy do in this situation? The answer does not resemble what you would do in that situation. I think that's such a big part of why I'm still on this first character and have no intent of ever changing it, as long as I can help it. That sucks. Really? Yeah. Why does it suck? Because... It'd be fun to see what new things you can create with the knowledge you have, not being held back by what you've created when you didn't have knowledge. That's a good point. I mean, that's your take on it. It doesn't mean I can't use that and you, help you him grow. Your character's limited to his auspice and his see something else come out of I, a different I get tribe, your point. different auspice. Well, you know, we could make that happen easily. I could, theoretically. Mm-hmm. You know, run a five part story. With you guys as a different pack somewhere else in the world. And go, hey, look, for the next fucking five just games. Desserts? I don't want it, just else. desserts. <laughs> rank four fucking. I don't <laughs> care what the rank is. I've just been wanting a just desserts just to try something else. And there's nothing wrong with that, with giving, you know, a character to retire for a little bit. We've talked about that countless times for I'm just so attached to this one, though. It's you hard don't think to... I'm not attached to Ghost, right? <laughs> yeah, but you want to try something new. I don't. <laughs> You know, I, I know during the Silent Howl era, we took a break from those characters, except for Sage. We mm-hmm. wanted to keep playing Sage. So then I, I tweaked the game around him, as he went on Walkabout, and okay, well this is him fostering a new group of cubs. Oh, that's totally something he would do. Yeah, and through <laughs> that, that's where Rune Elterum came from. And uh, I actually came up, I, I haven't brought him up because he hasn't appeared yet, but there's a, an antagonistic character that also came out of that. It's still around in the world. Because people wanted to try something new. Hey, and going back on the last question, if you you know you have somebody not show up, well, here's your good time to maybe throw in a mock battle with that new fetish. Good like, call. Your new dedicated stuff, whatever it is, throw in a mock battle. Like, okay, that, I mean, if you don't want to move the plot forward, well, okay, this can happen in the sept. That's a good call. Or, you know, we could, as we talked about, trying something different, some different, you know, alternate characters, if it becomes a problem. Now, if it becomes a problem with that player... Maybe send for that player to go. But yeah, if you're getting multiple. Yeah. Their it, last it, this is a hour, they're not coming all the time with poor excuses. It's different. Right. It's like well, life happens, but right, life doesn't happen 11th hour that often. You know if you're going to have to work late. Nine times out of ten. Or you can see it coming. But it's not. It, the yeah. game's at six. It's quarter to six. Oh, I'm not going to make it. Bullshit. You knew it knew you were going to be working late. Don't waste everyone else's time. I was going to say, be respectful to everyone else's time first. Yes. It's a team. But I do know of some games who will play if someone's missing, and they can write that in. Like, hey, maybe that character was a Strider, and he has, what's that, not the gimmick, but... um, the, You're thinking of the Merit Noted Messenger. Merit, thank you, yes. Noted mess- hey, he's got somewhere to be real fast, so he can't be part of that game. And that can work. But I, at the same time, still be respectful to the character. Right, that's not an always solution. Right. 
it's a, an occasional solution. And you know, you there there are people out there who will like storyteller play mm-hmm. that missing person. I, I really don't like that solution because that's an extra burden on the storyteller. And then the character is not getting the person playing the character is not getting whatever growth's happening out of it. Exactly, and you, you, it can happen. Is the point? It can, but I think as long as you're respectful about it, or, or it's probably just, a little bit more difficult to do. And we'll do this from personal for me. You could take the route that I did. I had to drop out for a chronicle. Personal things came up. I could not play, so, so we, we rode away my character for a chronicle. He went and fucked off somewhere. Yep. He has a, f- I mean, he came back and he has a full backstory and what happened on his time away. Because that shit's important. Because, yeah, the world's still going. Yeah, because you so were able pack, to come back. Yeah, the pack <laughs> continued on. I didn't know at the time if I was able to come back, but the pack continued on and I didn't write my character off, just he went away. So we didn't give up on you. Right. And now you're on the podcast. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> I love that shit, huh? I wasn't personally going to bring it up. I figured if you were comfortable enough doing it, you oh, were going to bring it up. Okay, that's fair. You had to go away for a while. And the thing is, yeah, that Chronicle went forward without him, but it didn't go that much forward. No, but there were other circumstances, plot-related, mm-hmm. that, that helped with that. Right. Which, and that's what I was this, hoping you'd bring this up. is where post-mortem stuff we don't want it too much. Exactly, but. and that's kind of why I'm... Leaning on you to but maybe there, bring yeah, that there part were, up. But yeah. there were plot reasons that, that helped facilitate yes. that, uh, that time shift. So things happened during Tom's little hiatus, and the game still went on. It was just not too forward. Yeah, we didn't get a whole lot done. But that's okay. <laughs> I mean, if I was gone longer, you might have. It's true. It was a lot of character development, though. Yes, there was. It was almost like, Tom's not going to be here for a while. We need to hold off, but we still want to play. So it was a lot of character And that's also our own personal, what happened to us. Just trying to speculate. So outside of that, Mm -hmm. this person can't come back for three Chronicles. Yeah, I mean... The plot's going to move forward. It's just you're going to have to write all whatever happened. If he's going to come back in three Chronicles, you're going to have to write everything that that character did for three Chronicles. Certainly, but better to, at that point, write him off knowing that. And maybe if you work some on the side... Discuss that. That can be fun. We talked about, again, with with people not being able to be there and alternatives. I had a game. I killed off a pack of NPCs in Virginia. I think I know which ones you're talking about. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. We actually, this this is actually a case of one more person and not one less, but it can still work. Okay. Is we knew we we were having a guest. One of my, one of our players had a brother coming into town. Wanted to be part of it? He wanted to, yeah, he wanted to give it a shot. You know, like I knew the brother, you know, we got along real well. (laughs) So it was like, oh, this is a good fit. He wants to try. He might be moving back here. So what I did was I wrote, and I actually called it postmortem. I, I wrote a story which was the last adventure of that pack before they were murdered. Oh, so mm. did it, they play that? Yes. Pack? No. So everyone <laughs> sat exactly down, I and I handed out character sheets. You're this pack today, and in like in the sheets in the the bio section, I wrote the character notes so everyone knew kind of their motivation and where their headspace should be. I mean, they knew those characters, but even for the new guy, he got it. Cool. By reading that. So that's something you could do, too, with something, a one-off kind of special thing. So you, you don't have to worry about the plot with someone missing. There's not a, quote, game, but there's still a game. There's still a treat for everyone who did show up and put in the time. That's cool. It's a one-off still. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's still a one-off. It's still yeah, a one-off. It's just the opposite of, yeah. So how did that player take it, the extra player who... Oh, he really enjoyed it. That's awesome. Nothing came of it. Uh, if I don't know if he mo- I moved mm-hmm. before he moved back, if he moved back, I don't know. Okay. Well, I, I hope he was 
into it so much that he was able to play again, whether it be with a different storyteller or what. But yeah, it'd be great if he got into it. It'd be he had fun. That's awesome. That's good to hear. And hear the, that often. The so, rest oh. of him, it was pretty bittersweet. Oh yeah, you closure. Can, were they close with that? Yes. Pack? Oh my god. Yes. That probably was really awesome to play that pack, but also like knowing it was their impending doom. That's gotta hurt. Right. You son of a bitch. <laughs> I thought it was a nice thing to do, to give him a little send-off. It is. It's also a jerk move to do. Where are we going? Roll the darkness. Suck it. I don't know what you want from that. <laughs> Here, <laughs> go play your favorite NPCs. Your dead friends. Yeah, go play your dead friends. the last thing they ever do. Right. I'd do it. And she, she'll like Jane here. You can play as her. She'll be dead in two days. <laughs> Here you go. What if you get the sheet from one of the persons in the Vanguard pack? You'd totally do it. Oh, we absolutely would do it. See? I'm not saying I wouldn't do it. I'm just saying it, yeah, bittersweet is not even close to what it should be. It was neat, though, because you knew they survived the encounter, because that's not how they died. Oh. So I got to have some fun. I put them against the first Ronin. Nice. (laughs) It was was a little, it was like a grudge match. Like, it was them, the first Ronin, and then the Jersey Devil, because I could. (laughs) Well, yeah, why not? It's like a Just Desserts, I mean, yeah. Just Desserts for you. Yeah, why not's a better question than why. There's ever a chance to use the first Ronin. It, it's one where your characters have plot armor because they're going to die after that. Then I guess I can kind of transition to the next one. Is How do you deal with the death of a character? Lots of crying. <laughs> I guess it depends on if it's your own character or if it's an NPC. I was going to say, that's two different things. Oh, it's very easily two different answers. <laughs> Still crying if it's any NPCs that we're really close with. <laughs> Um, it just means they've made that much of an impact. Well, and as it, a storyteller, it's super rewarding to get that kind of reaction. Because, I mean, that means, you know, you as players and as characters have bonded, you know, that much mm-hmm. with something you've, as a storyteller that I've created. It's a huge compliment. That Thanks for not, making me cry, you prick. Welcome. <laughs> but, you know, that's not the question. A character oh. death is a rough thing. I, I can only imagine. <laughs> I'm going to have a very hard time the day it happens. Kill him. You know, it's... Almost inevitable. I know, but that's the problem. <laughs> right. You, you spend all that time and you get attached, and when that character's gone, I mean, there's a lot of ways you can react. And there's a lot of situations that can bring it about. Oh, sure. Time um, for a new character. Yeah, and so is it something you've planned? Well, then maybe you can facilitate a proper end for that person. Mm-hmm. If you say, I don't want to play Jaeger anymore, I go, okay, we'll start working on your next character. And while you're working on your next character and playing your last however many games as Jaeger, I can plot... What's going to happen. Right. You know, what, what's going to be the right end. But that's not usually how it goes. Usually it's the heat of the moment, the roll of the dice. And in battle, because it can very easily happen in the world of darkness. Yeah. At that point, my, my advice to the player, if it's time for your character, you know, and it, it just happens that way, you know, you get your final rage roll, maybe you saved yourself, let's pretend you didn't, because that's what we're talking about. Uh-huh. Take a deep breath, take a few moments. No storyteller delights in killing a character. Or shouldn't. If, if they do, that's, um, well, that's yeah, a different that's, story. That's probably not any game you're going to be in for very long, because of what's going on there. I'm just saying, I've heard of it happening. I've heard a few stories here and uh-huh. there, too. Sometimes, and that's that's a different thing, too. Right. But I don't know any storytellers that delight in that. Like our friend Melissa the other day, she was telling me she almost had to kill two characters because of her roles were that good, their roles were that poor. It almost went down to it. And it wasn't like, yeah, I get to kill some people. It was like, oof, that was close. Mm-hmm. As a storyteller, we want the story to go on. 
so like like if it happens, no one's cheering about it probably, and if they are, that there's a glitch in that system there. That's what we'll call it. For whatever reason, there, there's time, a problem. You're, you're also the storyteller. You have that golden rule. If you have to fudge those numbers, sure, sure. but if oh shit, this rule killed him, but I need him for this next scene. So maybe it almost killed him. And that's it's a a fine line to walk. Yes. It, it's a power that the storyteller has. It's a decision the storyteller can make. But if that's what you're doing every time, then the game becomes meaningless. If you can't lose, there's no consequences. I mean, that can be bad. So, you know, if, if the day comes for you as a player, excuse yourself. Because now you're not disrupting play. Clearly, you're dead. Mm-hmm. If, if you're... <laughs> like, I mean, I hate to say it. I, mean, I, I know. It's funny. I try to laugh, so it's a little... You no, know, I know. Yeah. Um, but... Like, if, if you're upset about it, you know, yeah, excuse yourself, take a few moments, and then when the game's over, when that, when that session's over, well, now we work on the next step. Just because your character died doesn't mean you're out of the fucking game. It just means, unfortunately, that character is out of the game. Maybe build a new one. Well, I mean, that <laughs> would be the goal, is to get started on the next one, and, and maybe, maybe you want to take a few sessions to come to terms with it or whatever. Ideally, your storyteller will give a, give a proper send-off even after the fact, you know, uh, a nice funeral, uh, burial rites, things like that. I can see that. Especially for my character, I would hope. It's like... I'm digging a hole and you're going right there. Fuck you. I was thinking the Viking funeral. Collect the ashes in a dustbuster. <laughs> the big Lebowski. Goes and throws him off the cliff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I get blown back into his face. Now, now, if it's an NPC, I guess the tables turn on that because there's a level of hopefully there's the reaction from the players. But as a storyteller, you get a lot of you get all of the control in that. Oh yeah. And and how they die and what it means if it means anything is there a lesson in there? I hope so. But sometimes you just don't come back, and even that can be the lesson. In in my Virginia games early on in them, I, I got the sense that the players were feeling a little too invincible, so I didn't kill anybody. But what I did is I had the, the pack they kind of looked up to, which was the Rabies and Chains, come back from a mission all sorts of fucked up. Make it put them into a, a serious perspective. Right. That, oh, these guys barely came back from this mission. Maybe we're not invincible. Uh, okay. I see I see why. Just don't do it. Just don't Just don't, just don't die. Oh, just don't just die. Just will your way out of it. Yeah, just soak it. Yeah, you can soak it. Yeah, just... You can't soak everything. You're not God. That's what she said. <laughs> you can't tell me what to do. I can soak it. What yeah, the hell? You know, I hear the RAI I can soak it t-shirts actually add plus one to your soak. I knew oh, it! If they're dedicated, right? That's right. Okay. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Look at what we just did. I like that. That was a good call. <laughs> I think Ghost is going to get a new t-shirt. <laughs> Tom, anything from you? Don't die. Just, just don't die, Just huh? don't die. Just work do really hard. Do your best. Sage advice. When you're building that character, make sure you get lucky. Yeah, that's Seriously. a hell of a merit. Because Ghost <laughs> should have died four times. That's a hell of a merit, yeah. It helps. Seriously, I'm not kidding. Ghost should have died four times. I've luckied my way out of death four times. I haven't counted. Uh, it's you it's have, up apparently. there. I, I have done, I think, two death rolls. Oh, the rage death roll, right? Yeah, okay. yeah. Did they... No, they, they, everyone survived. I, I think one happened here, didn't it? No. No one's gone through a death row. I luckied my way out of that. You were ready for it, though. Oh, okay. I was going to say that, and that might be one of them, then. I had had one lucky left in the chamber, and I debated. Those have come in handy, yes. That's good advice. Danny, what's we got? 
The next one was, how about an intro into speaking the Garu tongue? Well, the Garu tongue is uh, a tricky thing. Yeah, can but be. It, yeah, but it doesn't have to be. You know, here's the thing, you know, when you're in lupus and you're, and you're speaking, it's the Garu tongue that's implied. Yes. You know, it's not a Scooby-Doo scenario. <laughs> Your lupus isn't like rut road eyes, but worms right rare. That's not... Ah! Say that again? Rut road eyes, but worms right rare. rare. <laughs> Rip rash. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Thank you. Rip rash. Right rope. We could do that. For oh, 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 that could be the whole episode. Here's really, our garu Don't no. don't challenge that. Yeah, yeah. don't don't talk like Scooby Doo. No. Um, so obviously it's. An easy shortcut to just speak normally. But what's really going on, like in game, is the Garutong is, is a series of like growls and clicks and body language. That the others just instinctively, instinctively know. Yes. know and understand. So the problem is we don't speak the Garutong. That's not a class you can take in high school. And hence why lupus are so hard to play. It's well, one of the what's reasons. part of it. So I say you cut out the middleman. And just speak normally with the understanding that it's the Garutang because everyone can instinctively understand that. Yeah, it's, it's less for people to sit there and try and sift and, and figure out and maybe they were wrong and it's not what I was trying to say. Right, and it's not detailed anywhere. So it's not like, you know, go to Ways of the Wolf, page 53, and it's going to show you that... No, nah, it's not. I mean, I can see why the question's brought up, though. No, say it's... With the packs around some mages or a changeling or something... That obviously is not Garu. Right, won't And understand. they're in lupus, so... Right. Another thing you could do, and I don't... You know, I don't love social roles. Show, no. don't tell, I like to make you guys do it. You could, if someone is speaking the Garu tongue, even to other Garu from different regions, uh, make a role to establish how much of it was understood. Because of the loose nature of the Garu tongue, there could be regional dialect issues. Yeah, that's a... Yeah, reading the body language wrong, yeah. Yeah, different dialect doesn't mean just how you speak. It could be the way it's perceived, and if how you're seeing is different. Exactly. Like when we ran into Red Talons, and everything that they said seemed like they were so intimidating. <laughs> it's just because they... It's their dialect. Yeah, it's the dialect. Right. Well, I mean, you, you, even, you apply that to the real world. Our word for Fanny does not mean the same thing mm-hmm. as some of our friends across the pond. Or as uh, a friend of mine across the pond likes to say... You stupid Americans, you yeah, bastardized did. our language. Case in point. Daniel Tyson, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, Mo, I wish you'd listen to the show. <laughs> so, I mean, there's the, but there's that to keep in mind, too. Yeah, I think it's probably a little easier, and not only easier for you, but probably the rest of the group, too, to just go with that instinct that, hey, it's just happening this way. Yeah, makes I mean, You can also bring in your body language in-game. Oh, absolutely. You can give yourself that meaner posture, shoulders hunched. You can definitely change up the way you're talking if oh. you know you're doing it lupus. And that's always encouraged. Again, ring the bell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even though a lot of the games are over the internet, the Discord, and whatever else you guys use. Like, I, I was listening to a game, and I know Charybdis does it a lot. His character was very much using Garo Tongue, and he would try and speak one and two word sentences just to get a point across. 
what, what do you guys think we should do about this? And he's like, wherever it breeds. And that's all he would say. But that was his way of using the guttural sounds. And I am not very good at imitating Charybdis. I well, apologize. Well, to I... be fair, that is our, our dear friend Charybdis, and that is actually like most of the English he knows. <laughs> Here, I just oh, apologize whoa. to the guy, <laughs> and then you're... <laughs> I want to make that real, real <laughs> clear, Rufus. <laughs> we love you, buddy. I just apologized for doing that, and then he went and did that. Let's just, just so we all just know. Just make sure you know who did that. Yeah, who <laughs> your friends are. <laughs> he would be disappointed in me had I, I not taken that shot. That's why I said make sure you know who your friends are. <laughs> that is true. He would. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you, yeah, if you didn't. You're like, how could you not have done that? All right, I think Garu Tongue was kind of a, a short enough answer to go into the next one. Sure. All right, what about what Garu know about Mage, Vampire? Pick any of the other World of Darkness. Well, well I like this. I like this question. Mind you, this is without having those books, right? Right, it was, what do the Garu know? Okay. Because, like, you know, like if you want to throw in Vampires or Mages or whatever into your Chronicle, obviously there's going to be some, you need to know something. Sure. Like, as a, as a storyteller, you need to know something about them, certainly. But then there is what the Garu know. Um, there is a, I've mentioned it before, there's a great section in the Revised Storyteller's Companion that is not the Storyteller's Handbook. They're different things. The okay. Storyteller's Companion came with the, uh, um, the screen. screen. Thank you. And it's just, it's just a little tiny book. It's, like right th- it's actually right there. Like, I'm pointing at it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's, a, it's a small book. But... One of the coolest things is in it is it's a section on those different designs of the World of Darkness. And it's what, you know, they commonly know about the Garu and what the Garu commonly know about them. Right. And something I love about that is the, the misinformation, the lack of information. Oh, big time. And I think that's something to lean into. What do you know about leeches? Well, your experience with leeches, nine times out of ten, characters vary, situations vary, certainly, is hunting them in the streets. So you know that... You know they can heal. You know that they can be fast. Do you know about clans? Probably not. Probably not. Is there a difference between the Camarilla and the Sabbat? What? What are the, what's that mean? Yeah, what are those two things? Right. So probably not. You know, or at the same time, maybe you've heard uh, the word Bruja. Just as vampires have probably heard Shadow Lord or Silver Fang or Geta Fenris. Yeah, but doesn't the mean... extent of what that means can vary. Opponents aren't stupid. And if you survive a thing, maybe you can put some dots together. But at the same time, knowing that there is a tribe called the Geta Fenris doesn't fucking mean anything to a leech. means they still want your blood. I mean, blah. Blah. <laughs> I want your blood. <laughs> I never drink wine. Um, no, but I, I think you want to lean into that misinformation some. Because I, I, I find that that can be interesting. You look at what the... It adds to mystery. Yeah. And I had a common misconception. Something that's occasionally true. For example, there's the me- we all know that there's the flaw of force transformation. So maybe these particular vampires have encountered a force transformation. Uh, one of those situations where you got a force transformation. So yeah, they, they only turn at the full moon. And that's all they know. Because that's the, it's the one and only they've dealt with kind of thing. Exactly. Or because the moon was covered, they forced transformation, you know, back into Hamid. And mm-hmm. it's like, oh, well, they, it's tied to the moon. That's bullshit, but if that's your only experience, right? You know, um, it's something I impress on you guys and during the guilty. Mages eat cairns. Yes. Mages eat cairns. They drain the nose from a cairn. They destroy cairns. That's what they do. That's not all that mages do. Some mages do that. Some do, but, but that's what we know. Exactly. Yeah. That's the information that was given to us. Right. Yeah. 
it's okay that it's inaccurate because no oh, i think it's cool i think that's the mystery of it and maybe you eventually learn that whatever you learned at first maybe you eventually learned it it's hey this is not what actually happens you're right i, I think i think a great example in universe in, in the garnation comes from pentex the black dog which you know mm-hmm. i fucking love to talk about mm-hmm. But but Black Dog makes like Hanthrope, mm-hmm. the tabletop game. <laughs> no, we get it. We can stop talking about it. But part of that, and, and you see it in the meta. Like you you you'll go pick up like uh, when we rage two, and it it will be mentioned that you know oh well, there's werewolves are they get hurt by holy water. So there's a story in there where the guy, this, this kid knows he's, or is afraid he's going up against werewolves and he has a squirt gun full of holy water. Squirts the guy, and the guy's like, oh, you, you play like Hanthrope, huh? Yeah, I know where you got that. That's not a real thing. But, you know, <laughs> use that. Like, what the Down, fuck kitty. Doing? Down. <laughs> right? you, you take those common tropes or misconceptions, you know, the stake through the heart. Stake through the heart doesn't kill a, a, a leech. Doesn't, mm-hmm. not, not in the world of darkness. It'll paralyze them. We know that. But why would... Right, right. If you have an unexperienced Garu... Hopefully he's got some garlic. Well, they... Exactly. Exactly. It should be garlic and, and steaks in the heart and now he's dead because that's what media has taught us. That's the misconception. Run with that. Uh, it's a cool idea. I like that one. <laughs> I fetished up this garlic necklace. <laughs> why would you fetish it? I don't know. <laughs> Jackass. So it's more aromatic. <laughs> Put a garlic spear in a slingshot. It's a wind spear in the garlic necklace to make it more aromatic. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> garlic spear in the slingshot. I like that. You didn't know garlic hurts vampires. According right. to the media. And then the <laughs> lady comes around and goes, Damn, I'm hungry. <laughs> Pizza. Ooh, there's a red sauce. Whoa. Oh. Uh. <laughs> it took Danny a minute. <laughs> One I'm slices. Two slices. Ah, ah, ah. I want pizza now. Oh, right. uh, no, yeah, now I'm hungry. That's not bad. All right, well, then I guess kind of maybe the last one. All right. We'll see what, where we go, but how about some advice on building a fetish? I know we had our own fetish episode. Sure, but. Maybe some advice on building one. You must say we have a fetish creation episode, yeah. I mean, have fun. Which is, which is fun. terrible advice. It is not helpful in the slightest. Uh, <laughs> but it's, it's a big deal. It is. So, you know, you want to, obviously, spirit item. Mm-hmm. You're doing the dance, you're bashing together like action figures until they're one thing. Mm-hmm. But... <laughs> 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 That's the show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, you, you, it, it's, I think it's fun to theorize what you can put together. Oh, yeah. To have that outcome you desire. And it, it's also easy to go overboard. Oh, very easily. That's why you go over it with your ST to make sure it doesn't go overboard. Right. Maybe some test runs. Right. Sure. Yeah, recommended that earlier in the episode. Yeah, but, you know, for sure, the brainstorming on it can be, can be a blast. You can make anything. Pretty much. I remember having, someone was asking, like, I kind of want, like, a fetish weapon, and it was cool. Talking on the Discord for a while, and he just talking about he wants a fetish weapon. And okay, well, what's your character about? He's more of a brawler. So we came up with some kind of like, brass knuckles. Brass knuckles. Oh yeah, did we do the yeah. the electric brass knuckles? 
Well, that Roderick Brass Knuckles is a different character, but he we went off that and kind of brainstormed from that. And he was looking at like elk antlers. Oh, that's Spike right. Knuckles, yeah, that'd yep, be cool. that's right. That was that was a, was a cool idea, and we just kept going with it. Other people would chime in here. He took like, other people's ideas and then kind of mashed them all together in his own head and what he came up with. And there's a lot of ways to make that type of item. Mm-hmm. You know, you got the, the the antlers like you were talking. You've got the electric spirits, you know, like kind of like taser knuckles. You could do um, like a vine spirit to where it would wrap when activated. It, it would wrap like, you know, like the, the boxer wraps or whatever. And then there's the thorns on them. Well, that's a cool idea, too. So you could, yeah, you could do a little extra damage, a little maybe extra soak on it. You know, a stone spirit. Oh, shit. Harden <laughs> your fist. Yeah, yeah, suddenly your fists are made of rocks. Ouch. Add a little extra bashing damage. Downside is it's uh, maybe it's a time release thing. You know, like once they're activated, they're activated for... So long. Yeah, maybe the scene, right? But now you can't... Your hands are stone. You can't unfist. You can't grab a thing. Because your hands are just fucking stone mitts now. So make them fair. Yeah. Have, have a downside to it, sure. If it's grossly overpowered, yeah. There's a lot of things you can do. You know, uh, talent telling an, an arrow... Oh, yeah, we went over that. You, you can go full-on oh, yeah. Hawkeye. You could. What do you want? <laughs> Never miss kind of thing. Well, electric spirit, a water spirit, a fire spirit, yeah. uh, again, vines to, to tangle somebody. Napalm. Right? <laughs> fire spirit. Bush mm, yeah, napalm. Right. Ooh, someone thought to put a fire, an arrow on fire. Congratulations, William Wallace. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it burns. Here's a glass of water. You know, yeah, the combinations are endless. So, I mean, I think when you're when you're making the fetish, you want to consider a, a varied list of spirits. Oh yeah, absolutely. And then and then use what you know about your character. Would that character use this? Don't just grab something and yeah, because you you think it sounds because it right for the person. <laughs> you could make talons. You get maybe like a skunk spirit involved to to fuck up people who are tracking you. Ooh, that'd be nice. Yeah, you have your own little stink bomb, right? <laughs> or, or some kind of pepper bomb. Awaken like a ghost pepper or something. Like, oh, I see what you did suck. there. I see what you did there. A that ghost was, pepper. <laughs> no, I, I use that shit in my games. You know, it's it's not uncommon for someone to have a little little pepper bomb they throw on the trail to fuck somebody up so they can get away. It's a cool idea. Well, it just makes sense when you're dealing with other Gara with these heightened senses. Oh, absolutely. Mason, fucking heel heel. <laughs> You'll get away. I want a pepper arrow now. Not a bad idea. <laughs> All very doable. Oh, yeah. Now we look at my character. Again, one arm, which we haven't mentioned in a while. Yeah, right. But he made his own blade because he's now short on reach. What else are you going to do? Right. Maybe uh, get one of those flapping, flailing, inflatable tube inflatable arm guys and just, like, stitch that to the stump. Wacky Fetish waving and flailing. Yeah. <laughs> I have a little mini one of those, by the way. It seems like my desk at work. <laughs> I'm still waiting for him to fly away. And you just you attach it to the stump now, and you put like a. Just wait for me to fly away, huh? <laughs> Fuck you! <laughs> I'm not even entertaining it. I know exactly what you're thinking. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Love you, buddy. Yeah, I bet you do. Yeah. <laughs> At least you made yours. Mine were inherited. Still came up with them on your own. No, no. Well, okay, you had mine no. were inherited. I helped the with idea. how they worked. That's what I'm talking about. You came up with the idea. I mean, at least you two together. I mean, fleshing them out, though, that was all Porter, but I came up with how they worked. And same with mine. And the building it of my own was just part of the story. But that's that's the thing. You got to do yeah, that. Yeah, you got mine, to do that. Mine were just 
handed to me. Well, again, then we talked about it earlier, but you were on your hiatus, so that was part of the the content that was there. It was, and I think that. But he's got a point because you know the the creation of the fetish, the steps to go to and to make it. That's important. Oh, very much. You know the the fact that you uh, your character handcrafted that blade, and that the the handle was your own bone from that severed arm. Mm-hmm. You know that mattered. The blood. In the sweat that was poured into that, it was almost like little tributes of the whole time. Or you look at the uh, the bow, the time that the Crimson Ghost has, where I talked about how it was, you know, it was soaked in... The string, that's the fetish, not the actual bow. Right. Like, that's the thing that makes it. But where that came from, and how it was treated before it was applied, before you coaxed a spirit to live in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the significance of it, the fetish itself, yeah. And, I mean, that's important, too. And creating a fetish is a lot of fun, but it should also be a lot of work. It should take time in-game, even if you're downplaying a little bit, and try not to, because you're robbing, you're robbing the player of the experience and of, of the gravity of what it means to make it. Oh, in-game? What did we say? It was For me, it was like three months. Yeah, in three attempts. In three, <laughs> three different attempts. It was a three-month thing. He has one arm. He's got... <laughs> Yeah, you didn't do this with one, yeah, one arm. One arm. Whereas, yes, you have... And you only had one more try. <laughs> <laughs> Blacksmiths nice. can make a knife in a day. A few hours, even. So, yeah. It, it was... took you longer. Mm-hmm. I think my favorite was, I think, the second attempt, where you were so proud of it. And I hit Whiplash Walk, I'm going to go, what about that flaw? What flaw? And he picks up the blade and hits it at an angle, and the thing fucking shatters. <laughs> oh. <laughs> With that big-ass crack there, stupid. <laughs> I'm sad I missed those. It, was, it added flavor to it. added flavor to the story. It added significance of why he's doing, why he's creating it. And it, it should matter that it should be perfect. Otherwise, what's the point of it? Well, and something I'd like to point out is that, you know, the arm mm-hmm. was a Butchers in the Shadows took that arm. Yeah. And he was told... To, I mean, he, he took all the finger bones. He, I know. he took the hand bones. Whatever he did with that, that's that's a fucking mystery. <laughs> but you know, is it for us? It is not. For yeah, you. <laughs> right. But he was told to treat the femur, you know, to to, to get that ready to become the handle of the blade, mm-hmm. and he refused for a good long while. Yeah, because you didn't deserve it in his mind. Oh no, this is good fetish material. He doesn't deserve it. And ref- yeah, had the bones and just refused to give them up. Highest of station. Kind of. Yeah, these can go somewhere to someone who deserves it and who's earned it. Mm-hmm. All he did is get his arm fucked off. We should reward that behavior. You make the blade. You don't make the handle to the last part. You still have the tang of the blade. And that's what I was told, was to make the blade. And eventually, as I started to use it and sharpen it, and yeah, I would make a handle, but it was just like I have a tree branch. Something I can use to hold it. Yeah, temporary solution. Yeah, it was temporary. And it was just because I was told to, to do it that way. I had a feeling it was going to be the bone, but I'm not going to say that out loud, especially in-game. Right. But, I mean, I'm bringing it up to point out that NPCs around you or or characters that are helping with the fetish or being coaxed to, Mm -hmm. or, you know, there can be reactions to that. The same way that if you make a character and don't make a character that starts with a grand clave, but if you have a cub that for some reason starts with a grand clave, that is going to catch a lot of negative attention. That's a great way to have a fetish taken from you and you to get really mad about what happens to your character even though you kind of did that to yourself. Hope you know clave dueling. Yeah, that said, if you wanted to 
if you want something like that, like a green plate, maybe you talk it over with your storyteller that you'll get it eventually. And not walk in as a boot fuck cub with a grand clam around your over your shoulder. Someone's gonna kill you for it. They should. Someone more capable, it best just takes it from you to put it to better use. Clave difference, but grand clave. Oof. Yeah, yeah. I mean I went to the extreme there. Yeah, certainly. you went way extreme on that one. <laughs> but I mean so, the, the point kinda the stands there though. NPCs here are going, well, he doesn't deserve this shit. I'm not gonna give him the stuff. I don't care if it was his. It's not his now. Doesn't deserve it's it. unattached. <laughs> right. But then eventually he... Well, he got it eventually. Well, we yeah, don't have to talk about it. We don't talk about it. One, it's post-mortem, and two, it's kind of already implied. But... <laughs> he got the thing. But I had to work for it to get to it. Yes. So. That's, uh... That's about it. That's that's questions. Uh, there were a few others other than Aegis. Um, <laughs> I know Ghostbaw had a couple in there. Thanks, Ghostbaw. Yeah, thank you. I, I, there were a couple other ones I forgot who sent them in, so I apologize but if they were yours, know that we are thanking you for them. Send your complaints to Daniel Christopher Tyson, 123 Hope Street. Uh-huh. Good luck with that. <laughs> certainly needs it. 309. That's code. right. That's right. Zip code? It's a lot of zips. I don't know. I don't do we, know how it yeah, works. Look, All right. Just look. Snail mail, man. Do you want us to use the... <laughs> anyway. So that, that uh, we're going to shut yet another drunk drawer. Shutting another drunk drawer. Got stuff it. it full some more, though, guys. Yeah. Just keep sending that stuff in. Said. He had to. Yeah, well, it's uh, what I was going to say was worse. So, oh, thanks, Good. David. You're welcome. <laughs> Saved. So, yeah, no, keep sending stuff in. Um, you know, the more we hear, the more we can do these. And these are fun to do. Oh, I love the speculation part of these no. episodes. But in the meantime, that is our time for the week. Ooh. So, I know it. I know it. But hey, so look, good news. We got next week. Bad news. There's no three B's in this one. The booze. So on behalf of <laughs> Daniel Bison, Bommy Dixon, and myself, we want to say <laughs> take care of yourselves, take care of each other. Thank you for listening, obviously. Keep your claws sharp, your head on a swivel. We'll see you.